The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. The Lord said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. 
and he called his name Jesus. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. About 2,000 years ago, on a night much like this, St. Joseph was up against a couple of things that still challenge us today. Justice and shame. It was there in verse 19 of St. Matthew's Gospel. Mary's husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But by the end of that night, Joseph was blessed with a quiet from beyond his boundaries. One day, when his young fiancée turned up pregnant, along with a story about an angel and the Messiah, and getting pregnant through her ear, a story that even the most pious Jew would not believe, Joseph had some choices. Small towns like to talk, and the folks who lived in Nazareth were no different. But Joseph was. While he seems to be the victim here, Joseph does not feel the need to go public, either to vindicate himself or to punish Mary. Instead, Joseph decides to absorb the pain privately with a choice that is both humble and beautiful, Joseph goes quiet, at least until the angel comes back. If we are raised with some care and perhaps a bit of luck, then somebody along the way teaches us something about virtue. Among the virtues is discretion. Being quiet, when quiet is merciful and even indulgent. Discretion is not the evil of a lie or of a cover-up. Discretion is the clear-eyed self-sacrifice that stops shame from destroying someone else. It is the gift of knowing that sometimes you really don't have to tell all you know. So Joseph goes quiet because Joseph was a just man. He was innocent and righteous and also unwilling to add to the harm that already fills our world to the brim. In a word, Joseph was willing to forgive. The surprise, of course, comes when the angel returns and Joseph discovers that he did the right thing for the wrong reason. Mary really was with child from the Holy Spirit. So when Joseph wakes up from his dream, or better, as the text says literally, when Joseph was resurrected from sleep, his old life was gone and his new life had begun. Like Mary before him, 
Joseph had been changed by the angel's message. And now, just like Mary, he has a story about an angel and the Messiah and his ear that even the most pious Jew would not believe. And like Mary, Joseph trusted what he saw and what he heard. He trusted his senses. And the grace of that divine message strengthened him for his very next choice, for his fiat, for his new life that sounds just like hers. Let it be to me according to your word. And that's how Joseph became stepfather to God. You and I are here tonight because a long time ago, in a little village called Nazareth, Mary and Joseph refused to be like everybody else. They refused to hide from God, and they refused to hate each other. Instead, they resolved to do whatever our Lord asked of them. They agreed to bear a risk, a risk that was and remains literally unbelievable that tonight in the city of David is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This Savior is a gift from beyond our boundaries and he comes to relieve our shame. The divine justice he brings is not God's effort to vindicate himself or to punish us. Instead, God's righteousness is expressed to us tonight as mercy, as forgiveness, as making wrongs right. And it is the only thing in all the world that will ever let our hearts go quiet. Quiet in the midst of a world that is angry and chaotic like Joseph awakening from that dream. Jesus' touch tonight is our resurrection. So this is our Christmas miracle, that God still loves us more than he loves himself, and that God would rather die himself than hold our sins against us. It is a clear-eyed and humble and beautiful choice. It is the choice for self-sacrifice. And God's appearance tonight, God's revelation to us in Christ, is now looking for a fiat from us, for a, let it be to me according to your word, from you and from me. God knows the world still needs it. And God knows we've tried everything else over the last 2,000 years. And what? It is certainly not justice or quiet that surrounds us. Mostly it is shame. The lesson of history is this. We cannot fix the problem because we are the problem. 
and yet tonight, mercifully, the angels still sing. Tonight the story ends with grateful obedience. Joseph names his newborn son for what he will come to do best, just as the angel instructed. Call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The hope, of course, is that you will be his people too, that you will go home this evening grateful and obedient, rejoicing because the angels have spoken to you tonight in love and with care, resurrecting you and even seeking your fiat, a new life of, let it be to me according to your word. That would be the most beautiful thing this Christmas. So this is the central fact of Christmas night, the birth of God on earth for us and not against us. It is a startling idea, of course, and it is even stranger to us now than it was to Mary and to Joseph. Our world at this particular moment has gone mad with fear and anger. And in response, we are urged to cultivate justice as vengeance and to use shame as a weapon. So the whole idea that God, against whom we have sinned, would choose to express his justice both his right and his righteousness by rescuing us rather than destroying us, by giving us what we need rather than demanding what we owe, that really is beyond us. But God is love, so this is Christmas. Your Lord was so grieved by losing you that he would do absolutely anything to have you back. Even putting himself under his own justice, in flesh and blood, on a cross about 2,000 years ago, outside Jerusalem, absorbing your pain, extinguishing your fear and anger, and showing you a new way home. It is yours tonight as a gift, if only you will have it. It is no longer obvious or popular, but it really is the ultimate encounter culture. It is the risk of using justice as a gift of love to benefit others over self and to live in beauty and humility and forgiveness. It is divine, and it is the reason that the angels still sing. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.